Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode two of the Grumpy Old Moshes podcast. My name's Lawrence. I'm Donald. And this episode, we thought we'd talk a little bit about mental health. And well-being. Uh, and well-being, right. So things that we do to stay well and some tips or kind of if there's anything that we can do that could help others, you know, then that's a positive. And obviously with this time, Corona and everything, it's uh, all this stuff is amplified. You know? it's, a, it's, been a, it's been a good time for reflection, 2020, 21. It's, uh, it's, it's been hard to find positives in a year where so many people have been through so much, lost relatives and such, and the society is completely shut down. But, you know, like I said, time for reflection, time to think about who you want to be moving forward, what kind of people, what kind of energies you want to surround yourself with. Um, myself and Laws have both been through, um, you know, quite pronounced experiences of, of poor mental health in the past, and we've helped each other a lot in moving forward. So uh, we've got lots to talk about. Yeah, man, definitely. We both both had like di- very different experiences, but we both experienced mental health issues for prolonged periods of time, and it, and you know, I've known it from from a young age as well. So, yeah, I guess I guess I'll start with a little bit about my earliest experiences with anxiety. So I've experienced anxiety and depression on and off, and um, yeah. So anxiety, I remember as young as like five or six. So having like obsession with time and being worried that things are going to end, so not wanting to enjoy things and ruining days out and getting stressed out with family and stuff at a really young age, and just the kind of stuff that the average five six year old is not too usually too concerned about it's getting too lost in thoughts overthinking kind of taking yourself at the moment and um causing disruption to yourself and to others so that was kind of my earliest experiences of that and it felt like it kind of stayed and later on in life i kind of i never got a clear diagnosis but pretty sure it's what's called generalized anxiety disorder which is a fear or of of, of anything and everything there's no direct cause or location for it um so it's just always there so you can feel it when you feel good and you feel it when you feel bad which is frustrating and it's been on and off and uh it's an ongoing battle it's something that i've worked a lot on the past few years and got a real real good grip on but it was something that for a long time was very very difficult and overwhelming to manage and also depression was something that when i was say 14 or 15 something that i really experienced and um yeah, it just felt quite derailing and there wasn't much awareness around it. But anyway, um, what about yourself? Well, I was just going to say, just a quick point on that. And, you know, mental health was something that we both connected with very, very early on in our friendship. Uh, we said in the last podcast that our initial uh, encounter was about starting a band and uh, <laughs> that awful vocal take. Uh, you know, there were songs about dark stuff, man. Really, really dark stuff. And uh, yeah. I remember... Uh, I remember the first conversation that we ever had, like sort of like a long form um, conversation over messenger. There wasn't a lot of uh, light to be found in, in that conversation. I mean, I, I, I don't, I, I, that was on my old Facebook account, but um, yeah, I think if you were to look back over it now, we'd, we'd see that we have, we have come a long way since then. Um, and even though our friendship very much started off on a very, very dark plane of existence um you know with you know by supporting each other we have come a long way so just before i go a little bit into what 
I've got to say, I would say that, um, and this is nothing new, Dale Carnegie and uh, all people who write self-help books would talk about, you know, having positive energies around you. Um, it's good to have a mentor. It's good to have somebody that you're on a journey with. So I would say just to, uh, if you can find that person, you know, awesome. Um, but about me specifically, um, so I've got OCD, OCD um, mixed psychosis, which is about as much fun as you would imagine it is. Um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's been really, really tough. I've had, um, if, if I was to have my sort of pessimist, pessimistic head on, I could look at it and say that it's ruined my life. Um, and and in, some in some capacity it has, but um, it... <sighs> It feels a bit wrong to see um, the silver lining in an illness so severe that's caused me so much distress, but it has kind of made me a more compassionate person. I think, you know, when I was younger, before I'd been through those kind of things, uh, I don't think I was as em empathetic or sympathetic. Um, and I think been, having been through those things, I see, sounds a bit cringy, but I see pain in people a lot quicker. Yeah. Um, you know, like I, you know, and I think I can pick up on when people aren't doing too great. Have you found that as well? Yeah. Yeah, like definitely. Like in, term, in, terms definitely. Of, in terms of being able to see if people are having a rough time or whatever, like without them explicitly saying it. Yeah, I think you become more, more aware of certain things and once you've, once you've experienced it, you don't, you don't want others to experience what you went through and... I think positivity becomes more of a focus when there's so much that feels overwhelming or weighing you down. You get better at finding the plus sides, you know, you get better at finding the, the light at the end of the tunnel when you've gone through dark shit. Yeah. You know, definitely. I think like it's easy to stay in a negative state kind of by choice almost. It's that, you know, in some, in some cases, and then once, because I'm only thinking from personal experience, I've I found that it was quite easy for me to do that as a teenager and say, oh, my life's so shit, X, Y, Z. And then when you really get hit with stuff, you know, when life actually really hits you, all of a sudden it's like, it's not much fun to carry on with that negative mindset, you know, when you're really going through it. The kind of shit I've been through in the past year, it's like, I wouldn't have got through it with that mindset, you know? I wouldn't have managed, like, with just... It's come a long way. You know? Yeah, it just wouldn't have been possible, so... I we'll think be, then we'll from, be... from what I gained from that, that then, uh, as you say, allows me to see it in others. But I think you, you found this a lot earlier than me. You know, I think I went through experiences where I'm very early in the process of wanting to, to yeah. help others, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, long, long story short is, is that we've both, long story short is we've both been through a lot. We've both um, had, you know, been very, very, very dark places. Um I, I've been on various medications. Um, I've, I've found a cocktail that works for me quite well. And um, doing a lot better, doing a lot better. But medication alone isn't sort of what got me through it. Um, and <laughs> we'll be completely transparent with the listeners and, and say that this is our second take because the first one, we sort of focus very, very heavily on, on the negative experiences that we'd had yeah um, but 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 on, on now that we're on take two um it's definitely got a lighter vibe to it well i think yeah like we, we, our original focus was was to talk about self well-being improvement 
and, yeah. and some tips. Um, because ultimately, that's that that's the thing that, regardless of what you're going through, yeah, well being always applies. You know, or no matter what, you know, if you're you could be having the worst time in the world going for a run, lifting some weights, ain't going to make it worse unless you physically cannot do it. You know, yeah. obviously, I'm not I'm not saying everybody. None of those things are going to hurt. Exactly. So. Yeah, and and, that, and that's been the basis of our friendship for for quite some time, you know. Uh, cold showers, meditation, spirituality. Uh, you're you're more on a spiritual uh, path than me. Could you unpack that a little bit? Actually, that'd be quite. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So to cut well, yeah, to cut a long story short, I have a uh, so I have a physical health condition which impacts and affects my mental health and various other areas. But yeah, I have a physical condition, which in many ways has actually improved my mental health. You, you would think it would be the opposite. But um, I think what I've understood is that the things you go through ultimately strengthen you if you decide to make the most of those experiences, if you see them as lessons, you know, if you learn from them rather than be defeated by them. I think going through what I've been through um, has really helped me like carve out that positive place, you know, and look inwards and... and find find some peace so i was diagnosed with um ulcerative colitis a year and year and a bit ago now i don't know mm. it's over 2019 yeah is that right i don't know it's been a year and a bit yeah so it's been, it's been a hot minute it's been a hot minute yeah so um it's a form of ibd which i'm not going to really get into too much but like it fucks up your colon your colon gets all mash up and uh at mm. its worst you have to have your colon removed and sort of as it as it's at its normal uh feel pretty under the weather feel quite unwell you go into the toilet multiple times a day five between five and 50 or whatever um and when it's severe you have blood and um yeah you're very malnourished you're not able to you lose weight rapidly at my worst i lost i think a stone or close to a stone in five days um yeah so it's really severe at times and uh yeah i've been through the ringer with it this past six months corona obviously went crazy and i ended up being hospitalized sort of in the middle of all of this madness and uh now i'm on a medication which has greatly improved my life i guess someone was called an infusion so every six weeks i get this infusion and luckily you know touch wood it's working very very well and i'm able to live a very normal existence right now which hasn't my existence has not been very normal for the past year and a half since diagnosis we are very grateful for a big farmer here on the uh, grumpy moshers uh, i would podcast. say so yeah yeah we've both found concoctions of medications that are keeping us well and the nhs is the gift that keeps on giving don't take it for granted so anyway i feel like i had to preface that to get into spirituality because I don't think I would have made many set much sense. So I was at my absolute lowest physical health was in the toilet, no pun intended. And the doctors were kind of unsure what to do. It was just this real uncertain time. You know, I had doctors saying, we want to put you on this medication, but it's going to take 12 weeks to work and your body's rapidly attacking itself as we speak you probably don't have longer than a week or two until we'd have to do surgery so and it was like okay and then at the same time corona is everywhere 
you know, I'm obviously afraid of that. Getting it in a in my state would have put me at high risk. I was on steroid medication, which puts me at high risk. Lots of crazy stuff. And in that moment, I just f- felt so unbelievably overwhelmed that I thought, I don't know what to do here. You know, it's pretty much could not get much worse at this time. Me and my partner couldn't be together because of lockdown restrictions, etc. Um, I wasn't living at my home. I was living at my parents, which was too small. All of these different things. There was a million reasons to think that, you know, what was happening was awful. And during that experience, I, I during that time, I would say that I had a spiritual awakening of sorts. So I found a spiritual teacher called Muji, who is a sage or a guru. And you can find him on YouTube. Thousands of videos. Guided meditations. And I, I can attest to to his effectiveness as well. I mean, I'm nowhere near, as I said, nowhere near as spiritual as Loz is. And I've not delved, you know, for me, like compared to what Loz has, has delved into, I've only really touched the tip of the iceberg. But uh, I've done a few medium meditations and they've been great. So, yeah, I back that. Yeah, awesome, man. So, you know, in those moments, it felt it felt like... I had nowhere else really to turn than to look inwards. You know, my parents didn't understand what I was going through. Ulcerative colitis, one in a hundred thousand, I believe. So there are those of us out there that have it, but it's quite an isolate. It's a very isolating disease to have. Um, you know, they're not seeing really what you're going through. You look healthy. When I went to the doctor at my absolute worst, they said, you look so healthy. I can't believe the the blood results we have for you right now. It's crazy how well you look. So, it's very isolating. It's very hard to really communicate to people how ill you can be. Um, so I felt quite alone in that sense. And it just felt like the right time to be like, look, none of this is working for me in the external world. I can't find anything that's working. My, I'm too ill to go and medicate. Like if I go and drink alcohol, I'm just going to be even worse, you know, doing drugs and stuff, etc. What I would have previously used as my crutches, you know? So I just decided to look inwards and and these meditations came at the right time and Muji's teachings came at the right time. And I, I found, you know, my, I found what I believe is my soul and my, my inner being and experienced presence. And I think a lot of anxiety is about spending too much time in the future, you know, creating mental projections that don't exist and depression is spending too much time in the past longing over yesteryear. And I think living in the present, it's so difficult personally for me to do. And it's actually all we have. All we have is the present moment. We we can't live in front or behind. But for some reason, we seem to think we can. We seem to think that it's possible to live always a couple hours ahead or yes, yesterday. And uh, coming to the now is the biggest relief I've ever found because I can get so much enjoyment from just being, just existing, just being, and creates a deeper sense of compassion for myself, love for others. And I mean, for me, it's been, it's been an integral part of my self-care well-being, I guess. You know, I, I, every morning, first thing in the morning, I listen to a meditation, 20 minutes to half an hour. Is just, that the same one or is that a variation on... So for me, I'm quite lucky in that the YouTube channel that uploads them uploads one every single day. So this oh, person really? clearly understands that people want to use daily meditations. So he uploads a new one every day with different kind of music or some kind of um, ambient back backing track. And a lot of the time it's the same meditation because once you do it every single day, you've heard quite a lot of them. So you hear like repeats. So 
you get used to some of them. And I do find that like fresh ones are usually the best, but you get used to, to some, but you know, not, and not every day, sometimes it just doesn't feel like it's doing it. But a lot of the time you can have thoughts that are telling you that it's not really working. And if you really believe that thought, then it won't work. But that thought isn't true. You know, if you just exist and accept it for what it is, it might not feel as, as amazing as it did before. But those kind of things I'm learning is that your brain can tell you that it wasn't as good as before. But before it doesn't exist anymore. So it's just a brain projection of what it thinks the last experience was like. But it can't prove it. it. Doesn't it's not you can't have you can't have that evidence. So well, anyway, so, well, something that, yeah, yeah. So I was just going to say something I learned from you, and, and this isn't necessarily spiritual. This is, if anything, more uh, more to do with neuroscience. Is uh, when a thought presents itself to you, what it essentially is is it's an offer, isn't it? And and I think the default of somebody who's particularly in, in distress is they'll identify with that thought go down the rabbit hole of that thought and uh, ultimately give the thought more power than it, than it really deserves, you know, and uh, people like Muji and um, have you heard of that uh, Eckhart Tolle guy, you know, Eckhart Tolle. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. And, what they, and what they emphasize is uh, not, not to completely block out the thought because that's kind of like repressive, but, but to observe, the thought and, and you and you'll explain that better than me but. no that's, that's perfect i couldn't have put it better myself i think oh, thanks, understanding Charlie. thoughts as offers is incredibly insightful i think if more people understood that and really really felt that there would be some some huge progression in their well-being you know thoughts are offers they're genuinely offers they are they approach in the in the consciousness and they say would you like to take this on you know do you do you want to go more into this and then this rabbit hole because we can just go round and round and round as long as you want but they come along and some are more attractive than others. some are some attempting you know some are like oh it's really hard to like not jump into that one i really want they to catch you off guard they you know really yeah catch you off guard. yeah and some of them just it's immediate identification you know it's just straight away you don't even notice you're thinking almost and you're there you know you're in it and, uh, yeah. it's the milliseconds and, and that that it takes to identify with the thought how, how much power you give it initially often dictates you know how, how long it's going to bother you for so you know i know that when a when an ocd thought presents itself to me if i give it more than 10 seconds of my time that's potentially going to be three days of my life where my brain's just going to be scrambled eggs you know so yeah just really creating that distance is is crucial i think yeah so i mean a simple way of explaining it is i think there's three stages i think there's the self which is the innermost being the the essence of our of our of our being i think there's the perceiver which is an extension of the self that can perceive everything that's happening it can perceive the thoughts it can perceive the senses it can perceive the, the human experience and then there's the ego and the ego is the the human experience the ego is the five senses the the human the person the person so the lawrence the 25 year old drummer the historian the whatever you want to identify with you know um and i believe that you, you build up these barriers. So we were always the innermost being before our existence and will continue to be afterwards. But we're currently experiencing the human form. So without getting too existential on you all, I gain a lot of 
in a practical sense, I gain a lot of comfort from knowing that I am the observer, I'm the perceiver. So I can be in the place of the perceiver. I can perceive the thoughts entering the space and exiting the space. I don't have to engage. I can acknowledge, but I observe as best I can and they leave. I don't identify, become them, become traumatized and distressed by them as best I can. I used to be every single thought that came, I would be carried along with it, you know. That, that, that's the good thing with uh, with Muji, I think, like, like you said about being practical, because one of the misconceptions that a lot of people, I imagine, have about spirituality is the, I think, there's a lot of the people perceive it as a little bit airy-fairy and a little bit like... Yeah of a non-entity but i think with somebody like muji yes it is spiritual but as we said it is also very practical as well and any pretty much anything he says there's nothing there's no transcendental uh, aspect of it as such it's not he doesn't necessarily i mean maybe he does but from my experience he doesn't particularly talk about about god it doesn't or, overcomplicate it no 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 um don't wrong he's he's, he's zen He's a very yeah. Zen guy. He's exactly. I how think the, the main thing he gets at is that consciousness is everything, and that can take many thought forms. And all the religions that we know today, Christianity and Buddhism and Sikhism, Krishna, they all talk, they all go to the same place. So the consciousness can be the Christ consciousness, it can be the Buddha consciousness, the Krishna consciousness, the Hindu consciousness, whatever you want. They're talking about the same thing. It's the same source. It's the source of our being, who we are. As a as a grumpy mosher, are there any bands that you would say that lyrically or sonically maybe encapsulate maybe the kind of thing you're talking about? Because I know, I, I mean, I might be going shelter, to shelter. Yeah, I, I remember there was a, a period where you were uh, big into Tool, and I know that you talked about a lot of their. Tool are very so, cool. So, yeah. song, so, the actual song structures you said were, yeah, I can't remember the exact. Damn, it's hard to remember those now because yeah, that was a while ago. But Tool have Tool have got some very like deep ethereal kind of songs. I'm sure anyone that knows Tool will know that. Um, what what are, what a band though! Like the, the, the discography was off, just not there for years, wasn't it? What what was all that about? What was the? Yeah, they were anti like Spotify. All kind of streaming services. I mean, back then they were anti Napster, I guess, whatever they were. They never went on any streaming services, as far as I know. They were like physical only. And then was it like a year or two ago? They were like, yeah, we're putting it all on there. And that was when I got into them because I never, yeah, I never bought a, rec- a tool record. I mean, you've got to respect that level of integrity. I mean, I know we're going off on a bit of a tangent, but just, you know, we are grumpy marshes, so we've got to got to talk about yeah, it. I, I think I think you've got to respect that level of integrity because, I mean, as soon as they put the stuff back on, you know, or, or, well, not back on, but on, some, you know, streaming services, headlining download. I didn't even know they were that big, and and can you imagine how much more? I don't know. Maybe they would. I imagine they'd been a lot bigger if they had have you know, had the stuff on streaming services but you've got to respect that because they've they've taken a big gamble by doing that over the years you know and yeah man that was that was really amazing for me to think that they were that band where when they had like download and you saw the amount of people that turned out it was like they have fans they're just not they're not as clear cut as like today's bands are with their fan base you know like they have so many fans but it's just it's just old school i guess 
Because in my head, if somebody had said we're a tool playing, I'd be like, oh, I imagine they'll be getting a nice second stage headliner or um, or maybe they'll be on like two bands before the headliner late afternoon or something like that. I didn't know that Absolutely. they'd be playing to 80,000 people, you know, so yeah. fair play to them. Respect. definitely my great great band like trying to think a little bit about what i said to you i know they have a song called 36 and 2 i think it is but like they they talk a lot about spirituality i think you know spirituality and religion are not the same thing and i think spirituality is just getting in touch with yourself and who you really are across this journey of life you know it doesn't have to be any strict religion or rule set to it you know it's just understanding more about yourself as as you grow um yeah. trying to find this yeah 46 and two and two that's it i know this has a cool story i just can't remember it which is really useful oh yeah carl young the shadow yeah this is this is interesting i mean it's it's definitely could fill a podcast for, for real but yeah man um should we talk about wim hof for a minute because that's something that's done wonders definitely definitely those. i mean I mean, I know you've not been doing as much um, recently, but certainly it's had a big effect. And I know a lot of people probably think that people are a little bit too... Um, obviously, there's people out there who say, oh, cold showers did this for me. They help me with people say, oh, I help with cancer or whatever. And I know that people probably think that it's all a little bit pseudoscience, but genuinely, I would say that cold showers and hydrotherapy in general has done as much for my mental well-being as medication. Um, you know, I, there's, there's so much science to it, you know, like what what better way to like stimulate your body, your mind, to cleanse your mind of negativity than just freezing cold water, do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, and and, and, and the breathing methods and ox energizing your body. It's, I think it's a very honest thing, you know, just getting in a freezing cold shower. There's no bullshit, is it? There's no bullshit. Lifting, cold showers and fighting. Not that I'd recommend the last one. But <laughs> there are three things that you can do. That not street free. fighting, but yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, boxing, whatever. Some jujitsu, you know, like, boxing, yeah, that sort of thing. Well, this is, this is the thing, like, you know, with... Don't get me wrong, like, I, you know, I love or any kind of art expression or whatever. But with a lot of art, there can be some bullshit. Do you know what I mean? Whereas with lifting, you can either lift the fucking finger, you can't. In yeah. fighting, you can either you can either scrap the guy, you can't. With 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 cold showers, you can either hack it or you can't. But, you know, it's such... It does so much for you. Because what it essentially... Because the thing is, people forget that we are primitive beings and we function best in a fairly primitive setting. But also within a... But cold showers allows you to harness that in a very controlled way. So, you know, it shocks you. Um, you got to remember that throughout most of human history, our ancestors were washing themselves in freezing cold um, rivers. I mean, obviously there's hot springs. Or yeah, I was just going to say that. It's like, it's yeah, in our biology, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's in our nature. And, and it's, um, and I'll tell you what, even if you just struggle waking up in the morning, that shit will do more for you than any cup of coffee. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Boosts you up for the whole day, man. You just feel like you're on top of the world. And I can say personally, from a practical standpoint, having anxiety and having thoughts that are just so loud all the time, or when I was anyway, it's definitely a far quieter, quieter brain these days. But um, that it's cold shower, you can't stand in a, in a shower that cold and, and be an overthink. Like you can't stand it and then think, oh, 
I'm so stressed about this, my bills. It's like, you don't give a fuck, man. It's presence. It brings you absolutely to the present moment. It's immediate presence, yeah. It's painful. It's, it's not, the thing is, people, you know, like, we encourage people to have cold showers, but do not think it's going to be nice. It's there. It's there to, to, to be unpleasant. But when you get out the shower, it's so good. And I think we're talking about, you know, mental wellness. And I think Wim Hof is very much in the realm of, of mental strengthening. You know, I think a lot of the ways to get, to get practical about how you can improve your mental health is to strengthen your mind. Strengthening your mind should never be easy. You know, it should always be hard. It's the only way you're going to get that shit up there. Like this is not to show off at all, but like this morning I went for a run in pissing down rain, you know, like I never ever would have dared do something like that two years ago because my brain would have just said, Oh, it's wet. It's cold. You might get ill. Uh, you know, that's horrible. I didn't even think about it. I just got up, went out of the house and just did it, you know? And it's like, it's maintenance. It's conditioning your brain to not make anything of it. If you can go out and do something like that and not think anything of it, then you can tackle barriers, other barriers in your life, problems that arise. You can say, right, I have the mental wellness and strength to tackle this head on because I've worked, you know, I've, I've, I've had my head to the grindstone, whatever the saying is. I think it's the same with cold showers. You know, it's that discipline. It kind it's of just like you don't want to do it, way. but you do it anyway. You know. Yeah, and, and they are kind of philosophical in a way. I think I know this sound. I know there's people listening thinking, "What the fuck's this guy on about?" Saying that cold water is philosophical, but <laughs> it, 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 the thing you got to remember is that life isn't meant to be easy. I think because of how comfortable sort of late stage capitalism is for a lot of people. I think people Very trapped into this idea that, thing, that things are meant to be comfortable and that we're destined for, you know, convenience all the time. But just the nature of being is we are all going to suffer. And I think standing in that cold shower in the morning, freezing your tits off, it's going to slap in the face. You know, life's not meant to be easy. Life's meant to, you know, challenging. And, and it's how you approach it. And it's, there's something kind of symbolic about it. And, what I will say about cold showers, long story short, is everybody I've ever recommended it to or or anybody I know that was already doing it said it's done great things for them. And I would just say to people, even if you just have the first 10 seconds of your shower being really, really cold, when I say cold, I mean cold as possible, no bullshit, no, don't, don't, don't eat. Well, maybe the first time ease yourself into it or whatever, but like generally speaking, you want to get to the point where you just, just get going in there head first. You'll, you'll gasp, um, you'll, you know, it'll hurt. Just a quick disclaimer, maybe speak to your <laughs> Jesus Christ, maybe don't listen to us too much. Uh, speak to your doctor first. I honestly think this can only benefit you, but yeah, heart conditions, yeah. I would yeah, definitely be careful. Just be careful. If my dad had one, he'd fucking drop dead. But, yeah. um, you know, yeah, so take that with a pinch of salt. But what, what would I say? Do your research and, um, yeah. Yeah, so, so, so I, that's one aspect. I don't do them anymore but I did them solidly every day for a year. And I remember this time last year when it snowed, I went out into the snow in my pants and laid in the snow, buried my head in it and everything. I was that obsessed with the benefits of it, you know? And I don't do them anymore because I feel like Wim Hof tackles a very, very practical need, which is if you're in that state where you haven't got that level of development in other areas it's it's an immediate effect 
that gives you an intense physical benefit and a mental benefit and a mental clarity, which is so useful to get us an immediate benefit, you know? And I think other areas can take a little bit more work or a little bit more, a little bit more of a reoriented. Yeah, man. It'll make, yeah, (laughs) definitely, definitely. But yeah, I stopped purely because they never stopped being hard, you know, after a whole year of doing them every single day, I would say that it became easier in the sense that I could get in it and probably only feel like I want to die for like the first five seconds, but it was still nothing. It was, there was still never a day where I got up and was excited to go and have one. So then something like that becomes quite easy to let go, no matter how long you do it for. Unless you are actually Wim Hof and then you just go and like live in the mountains naked or whatever, yeah. uh, whatever he does. But yeah, I think yeah. If, if you're in a place where therapy and various other options of meditation, spirituality are not in your current state, they're not working out, then Wim Hof is an incredible way to get an immediate effect if you're, if you're really experiencing some anxiety, some depression. You know, it really gives you a kick up the arse, like, you know. Absolutely. So something else I would also say as well, is something that I've been focusing on a lot recently, is uh, sleeping habits. And what I really mean by sleeping habits is going to sleep habits and waking up habits. Um, so I'm doing a thing now where I'm basically, in my case, the medication that I take at night takes about two hours to kick in before I start getting sleepy. So oh, have you had it yet? No, no, but I'm going to be playing Rainbow Six till silly o'clock. Yeah. Um, so, so what I would say to people is, well, not what I say to people, what I'm doing is when I take my meds, I'll say, okay, it's going to take two hours to kick in, take my meds, phone off, Xbox off, TV off, book, read a book. It's a great idea. Uh, yeah, and 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 then if, you know if, if I'm starting to feel a bit tired or whatever, but not tired enough to go to sleep. I'll just sit there. I'll I'll just lie there and just reflect, contemplate that kind of thing. And I, I think find that- video games extremely overstimulating. I find that if I play them before bed, even if it's like half an hour to an hour before bed, like I will have the craziest dreams all night. It's fucking exhausting, man. Yeah, and I, and I, I don't I don't know how much of it's true. I don't know if some of it's pseudoscience, but I've heard a lot about this like blue light phenomena or whatever where yeah i've got the orange light on my phone like at all times pretty much and i have it on my computer screen in the evenings as well what's that what have you not you not do you not use night light no okay so um for my my, into dark mode i don't know if that's what it's called if that's what it's called for you but mine's called eye comfort and it makes the screen orange like essentially gets rid of the blue light it gives you an orange one let me see if i can find it my one is called eye comfort I don't know what the iPhone term is for it, but my my laptop's also got what's called nightlight on it. I I stick that on in the evenings. Uh, You can feel it immediately, man. Blue light. Oh, it's like dark mode. No, no, it's not that. That's where it changes your background to black. What it is, is is, there should be, there'll definitely be an iPhone setting for it. But probably not a bad idea though. It's definitely not, yeah. Mode. But the yeah. blue, the blue light's still on while it's in dark mode. That's the thing because it's the it's the type of light in the screen. Like it doesn't matter what color you've got on the screen. It feels like a Samsung when I've got it on dark mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. It's true. It doesn't matter <laughs> much have an iPhone, does it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, that's just a little thing. Like, uh, yeah, stimulation before bedtime I find can really like, yeah, it can really have a big impact, especially like gaming late late at night. I, I wish yeah, I could yeah, just yeah. game proper heavy till like eight times, but it just <laughs> well, fucks tra- me up, man. Like if I do it like in days while. in a row, I mean, if I do like two, three days in a row, I'm just knackered. Like I can't do it. Yeah, you got. You got so like you say, reading a book yourself. is like a really good idea. You know, like winds but, yourself down so well. 
it's a, it's a, it's kind of like a it's kind of like sleep. A safe, it, it's a safe haven. Sleep like, is so yeah. important, man. It doesn't get talked about enough, does it? No. And what I would say about reading as well is it kind of just it does help you switch off. Like it kind of makes you feel a bit more. I don't know. It kind of makes you feel more independent, I guess. Just kind of like reading before bed because you're not relying on your phone. You're not relying on people. You're not interacting. You know, people over messenger or whatever. You just feel like I don't know. I just I just think it's a good thing. No, nothing bad will come off off that unless you're reading shite. Yeah. Um, but there you go. I mean, and but what I was going to say as well is when I talk about like waking up habits, what I've started to try and do is a similar kind of thing. So when I'm, when I'm as soon as I'm aware that I'm awake. Because obviously when you wake up, you stir a little bit and you kind of half sleep, half sleep. But as soon as I'm sort of conscious of the fact that I'm conscious, I just jump right out of bed. I just jump out of bed and just like go and have a shower or whatever. Because I find that, and I'm, you know, obviously if, you know, it's your day off or whatever and you want to piss about whatever, you know, in bed, do it. I'm not saying that everybody has to live like a military lifestyle or whatever, but I do find that just, you know, getting straight out of bed, because getting up's not the hard bit, it's standing up. Once you've stood up, you're fine, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think that's really helpful because, it, you know, it means you're not sort of uh, ligging around um, on your phone or whatever. You might, you just sort of get Definitely. up and go. I think sticking to a sleep structure as well is super important, but it can be really hard to do at times. But the best I've ever felt is when, I'm, is when I've got a set sleep structure, you know, like I go to bed around the same time, wake up around the same time. It just, it just, I just feel way more clarity and I feel way more centered. And um, I, what I like to do is kind of have a similar pattern in the weekdays while I'm working. And then on, on the weekend, I usually just won't set my alarm on a Saturday and just let myself wake up at any time. Um, just because yeah. I feel knackered at the end of a, of a working week. And I think let my body rest as much as it needs. And I don't know if that's just my, my idea of like, you know, imagining if that's effective or not i don't know but it's just what i've got into the habit of doing um but yeah man like yeah, yeah, my flat's yeah. full of plants plants are a great thing to have for your mental health man they're fucking incredible you know spending oh, time to take that. care of to take care of something you know giving them a little yeah. mist giving them a little water checking them out like brings me great joy man i think anything to do with plants cultivation cooking Cooking. cooking that's yeah, lovely man, spending like, time with your family doing something like that yeah that's the thing you know like we we obviously you know there's a couple there's one night a week we have a takeaway and there's a couple of nights away where we just bang something in the oven but yeah you know the rest of the time we'll you know i'll head down to tesco uh and ingredients don't cost that much yeah a lot of the time once you've got it once you've got a few spices for your hurt your spice rack or whatever you've got it you can use it a bunch of times so you know we'll get a bunch of fresh ingredients We'll do a nice, uh, nice vegan paella risotto or something like that, and uh, it's just really nice. Like you know, like you know, you're eating something that you've made yourself, and it's you know, fresh ingredients or whatever, and uh, yeah, and 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 it's just nice to spend you know, quality time with it with, with that doesn't involve telly or yeah, stress. You know what I mean? It's vegan just, paella sounds so good as well. Yeah, yeah, it's, sounds uh, well nice. Yeah, no, it's lovely. It's and baking as well, so I think that's good because it's it's proactive. And I guess do you, do you use things, any kind of meat substitute, or is it just veggies? Uh, we've been trying to stick mainly to our veggies, but you know, yeah. occasionally we'll that's nice, like soya based or something. Yeah, yeah, we 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 um, I think the thing is, all of these things, right, is that the things that we're talking about is some of them are just like objectively good for you. 
the, and, but at the, at the very worst, none of these things are going to do you any harm. They're never going to make your life worse. I think the yeah. main thing for me, if I could say what's been the most important for me, is just mm. really being aware and watching what you consume, like watching what you feed your brain. I think that's such yeah. an important part for me of just, if I'm watching depressing movies and I'm looking at the news all the time and I'm fucking, you know listening to depressing music and it's just my constant go-to then for me personally i'm going to be depressed man it's it's just it's just not it's not going to be a healthy mind state yeah man so for the listeners maybe map out what you think a perfect day would be for you in terms of habits like a what would be a really positive day from dust from dawn till uh yeah dawn <laughs> from start from dawn to yeah. dawn <laughs> yeah. yeah i think i think waking up well rested having a solid meditation and just getting really really present um you know feeling like you just you're just living man just living as presently as possible and having a nice breakfast like such a pair of stormers don't we yeah, dude <laughs> having a nice breakfast it's just living man you know yeah um hanging out with with friends or family or doing some exercise skateboarding running gymming whatever's whatever's happening yeah. and uh yeah man just just working on something that brings you joy like doing this doing something creative and i mean I, i'm in a very good place right now i'd say most of the things that i would say would be a perfect day is, is kind of what i what i seek out most days you know i'm trying to i'm trying to take as best care of myself as i can and um it's kind of yeah. a shame isn't it that self-care has kind of become uh secondary like like it, people a lot of people say, oh, i don't have time for self-care it's like yeah isn't that like literally the in a way that's like the only thing you should be doing do you know what I mean? yeah for yourself and your family and, yeah and i think it really coincides with a lot of like spirituality and self-love and compassion is that you want to treat your body right, you know, you want to treat it well. So that, I think, that, I think those things go hand in hand. Yeah. yeah. That's like a good day. It yeah. gets harder to destroy the body when you, when you have like more of an awareness, you know. And positivity breeds positivity as well. You know, like, like, you know, you do one thing that's positive and I mean, I, I don't believe in the whole, um, what's the thing where like, if you think, Good things, good things will come. What's the what's it called? It I like positive affirmations and mani- manifestations. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't believe in them in like a sort of spiritual sense, but it does logically yeah. follow that if you are positive, yeah, you are pro. The thing is, you don't have to be naively positive. You don't have to walk around all day thinking happy thoughts because that's no, that, that's repressive. But it, it, it's your approach. It's your yeah. It's your you know, you know. Let's say you've got a problem that needs yeah. to be addressed. Yeah, you know. Can you think, oh, fuck's sake, this is a problem? Or can you think, okay, well, this is an interesting challenge. Let's find a solution to I think the main thing for me is that it's hard, you know. None of this comes easy. So, like, naive optimism or whatever is kind of – it isn't naive. Like, you've worked your ass off to do it, you know. Like, you, you're working yeah. your ass off to take those steps to, to better yourself. They're never the easy options. They're never the quick fixes. You know, they're always the long-term gains, you know, when you're working for self, to, to look after yourself, you know. None of it comes easy, so – what, I think that's what bands, like what bands yeah. would you listen to in the morning to sort of get you pumped for like a really positive day? I don't know, man, because definitely at the minute, like 
I listen to a lot of music that just most would not consider to be overwhelmingly positive, like energetic, tra- traditionally. But yeah, energetic. Like, it's like you say, it's like listening to that kind of music, metal or hardcore, whatever, and listening to it and kind of wallowing in it. And then there's listening to it to like work out or to like, you know, if you're feeling energetic or like just pumped or hyped or whatever. So, I mean, we touched on counterparts and architects a little bit in the last one, didn't we? But I'm not really too sure what I have to to say about them as such. I think we're trying trying to bring in some bands in this podcast, but I think we've we've really engaged in some more practical yeah. stuff. To be honest, I think the main things around bands is that we we know that being into this music, like you say, there's been a lot of ther- therapy in this music yeah the subject yeah. matter is is by the, the nature of the subject matter is is dark it's heavy and yeah. you know even bands that i will use as part of my workout routine you know rage against the machine or whatever it's still aggy it, it's it's not necessarily depressing but it is aggy it, it's political it's very charged music um and i think what we were kind of saying before was um, was that you've got to not invest yourself too much in like the lyrics of you know like a depressing band or whatever you've got to I don't know yeah yeah it's a balance isn't it yeah it's difficult like it's it's kind of one of the reasons why we stopped the podcast the last time we talked about this in that there's a lot that can be said about this kind of music and bettering yourself you know it becomes a little bit tricky when you think about us being so into um what on the surface or in the lyrics seem very very miserable and hopeless i guess in some ways but then in others you know it's as you say therapeutic you can reflect on those times and how far you've come since then and you know not to not to wallow in it but to be empowered by it and have a reminder of what it is you fight against or fight to fight to better from and then just simply that like it's fun to smack it smack smack a gun yeah just the energy of it all man you know like the energy hardcore energy is insane and not necessarily always negative either i think just we're into a lot of metalcore which can get in like a more darker area but let's be honest when you go to these shows you're not got kids all standing there crying you know got kids losing their minds you know they're letting out all this aggression all this passion like we've done for years uh, at shows it's like the real the real therapy does really come at the shows you know i mean like it doesn't matter how negative that band is you're gonna lose your shit and feel great afterwards you know you're gonna get like let out let off some steam and it's gonna be really therapeutic and you're gonna make friends and just have a sick time well we're coming to the end of the episode now and i think a good place to to finish it would just be to say that you know we're just two individuals uh navigating this mad world trial and error um you know not not everything that we say is or, or practice is gospel I would just say, you know, find what works for you, support your friends, um, be very wary of, of, of people who don't have your best interests at heart. Um, and yeah, just if there's anything you can do that strikes you as positive and productive, then I would say to embrace that and um, keep listening to the Grumpy Moshers because we might have a few more nuggets of wisdom for you next time. Yeah. And again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this one, maybe not as enjoyable as, as our standard ones that we're going to do. It's, it touches on some, some, some deep topics and some areas that obviously we've got a lot of positive things to say about, 
but it came from struggle you know it came from suffering to reach these points we had to go through these things to to come out the other side as i know many people have done and are going through and will do especially during this current pandemic that we're living in so if you are really struggling and just desperate please reach out to family caring support wherever you can find it hospital doctors samaritans mind various other charities speak out talk to someone and you can tackle it we've given you some some things that really help us out we hope you can take anything useful from that some some really practical steps to you know not engage so much with thoughts and to better yourself and and try to show some compassion engage in healthful healthy things and yeah we are going to talk a lot more about music in the future shows this one was pretty low on on music specifically so i'm sorry if you were looking for that but hopefully there were some things in here that, that you could take take with you so again uh, thanks for listening of, yeah speaking of positive habits uh i think it's bedtime for us uh, so i I'm think so man hit the sack not together uh <laughs> separately <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this is the um, second show we've done today and we re-recorded this one so we've been so doing it for a while now twatting it for four hours three hours so yeah yeah gets uh, we're gonna get some rest and uh next time we're gonna be hilarious that's um, it man all the so, energy next time but yeah thanks cool. a lot for listening we're out man Take peace care, guys peace out <laughs>